0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. Take two for the week, literally literally and figuratively. I am joined by Kevin Held of Hakeem Drops the Ball and your Power Rankings editor and writer extraordinaire for Canal Street Chronicles. Dave, our fearless leader, is MIA because he's drunk or eating at some fine New Orleans restaurant because of the foodie motherfucker he is. Uh, Kevin, we're going to skip your thoughts on Carolina, the actual game, because the Saints unexpectedly had a shitload of news this week to talk about. Uh, We got Carmichael maybe going to the Bears, and we got Spagnola getting tossed under the bus uh, by an anonymous player. Vilma and other players came out to... Sort of defend Spagnuolo. Some of them did. Vilma just attacked the media for quoting an anonymous source. Um, the thing with Spagnolo, and this is what I said with Andrew, and I put it in my column to a certain extent, is uh, he had one good year with the Giants. He got the uh, job with the Rams. Uh, they stunk his final two years. Uh, he made a bad Higher with Josh McDaniels as offensive coordinator, he had a ton of injuries. I know that, but he also had the defense that gave up the most yards in NFL history this year, Kevin. So if he was a stock, he's trending down. So
0: great analysis, Jim Kramer.
1: <laughs> thank, thank you. It's it's mad money tonight on the podcast. But the thing is. What sort of weight do you put on him, on the anonymous player, and what sort of his chances of staying? I mean, what what do you what do you make of the of the of the Saints, a player ripping him honestly Because we haven't seen that ever in the seven years Sean Payton's been in charge. Well,
0: Sean Payton's technically not in charge this year, so. Yeah. I mean, Peyton's run a fairly tight ship. It's, a, I mean, I, again, I'm not, I, I'm not the guy out there trying to get stories and trying to talk to players and get get interviews and stuff and, and being rebuffed currently. Uh, but the the general perception of the idea is that Sean Payton and the fr- and the, the franchise have things pretty well on lockdown. So. Obviously, with Peyton not there, and then with Mickey Loomis not there for the first eight weeks, uh, you know things just kind of like ran amok, and you had a whole new, you had a new defensive coordinator that people were trying to get used to. You had a, a brand new head coach who should never be allowed to be a head coach, and should just probably remain an O-line coach for the rest of his life. And then the other senior guy is. Uh, somebody who looks like he could probably still pass uh, for under twenty-one trying to get into a nightclub, and then you got Joe Vit, who's just Uncle a,
1: Joe, right? Who's just
0: a screw <laughs> who just comes across like a rampaging lunatic.
1: <laughs> His press conference on I mean, Monday on Monday I will miss them. I will miss there's, there's I will miss the, cool. the I will miss the Joe Vit press conference on Monday. Kevin, so, are you gonna... I, I,
0: yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm still here. I'm just kind of just, I'm just rambling along, like I...
1: Well, well, I mean, here's, the, here's the thing, Kevin. Wait, well, go ahead.
0: Yeah, go ahead. No, no no, I... no, 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 no. Go ahead. No, because I was trailing. See, I, it, now we're having a polite test. I was trailing <laughs> off because I didn't really have a point to make, and so I was just kind of rambling about and not really making much of a point. So please uh, cut me off.
1: No, the, the thing is with Spagnolo, is it's just. On the one hand, it's really concerning because, like you said, Sean Payton has run a tight ship that we haven't seen this before. As Jonathan Vilma said, we're not the goddamn Jets. We don't air our dirty laundry in public. But, Jonathan, when you air your dirty laundry in public, you are the Jets. Well, you'll be the Jets if Skip Bayless uh, has a meltdown about the Saints on first take. Then you're officially the Jets, but you're you're not there yet. But um, it is to me, that is concerning. Um, But at the same time, we don't know who the player is who sort, of, who sort of vented to Larry Holder. But let's play a game. Let's call it game time, Kevin. Let's play a game who you think it might be. Uh, I'll throw out a name and make the case, and then you pick a name and make the case. And we'll each do it a couple times. So I'm going to make the case. First of all, my pick for it is uh, Albert Mack. The, oh, my God. Because... Because he did the whole talk to the hand, because the face ain't listening against the Giants. So he is my number one selection on who it is.
0: He's also my number
1: one
0: pick. <laughs> I, I because I, I literally it was like the exact same, and I was gonna say say the exact same thing about him, you know, ignoring Spagnolo and and getting in, and just being like, dude, I don't want to hear you right now, and then having the uh, who is the guy that pulled him back who was the guy that pulled back I can't, back remember.
1: I can't because, remember
0: because I'm I'm wondering if that is key if I'm wondering like was it could it have been Malcolm Jenkins on the sideline that was sort of waving him off because it wasn't a guy in a uniform though
1: I think I think it might have been I'm you keep talking I'm gonna Google the gif
0: okay could it have been Vilma because if it was Vilma that did it, that absolutely plays more into it because the the, story, the thing you're talking about with Vilma saying you know we, we don't uh, air dirty laundry in, in that story. I think you said that uh, before we went on air that Vilma said that he confronted the he knew who he knew who talked to Larry Holder and then went and confronted the guy and sort of chewed him out for talking to the public
1: or talking to the, the media. It is Vilma.
0: It oh, it's got to be Albert Mack then. <laughs> the pieces are falling into place, my friend. And here's another thing. What what year is Albert Mack? Is it, isn't Albert Mack a rookie?
1: He might be. I'll, he a, I'll pull up either a Mike. rookie
0: or a second-year player?
1: I'll pull it up. Well, Vilm because, is the one Max next Max? to him in the gift, so... We're on the it, case. It, it, it,
0: then it's... Uh, yeah, it's... Because my thinking is... Here comes a guy who uh, is a first- or second-year player who wasn't, I mean, he wasn't a starter at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So finally so finally gets his shot to start, had a good game. Like, he had the good game before the Giants game.
1: He's not a rookie. He's been playing for five years.
0: Oh, damn. Well, those show what I fucking know. Well, anywho, he hasn't been a starter. Yeah. So he gets a, he gets a chance to start, plays pretty well, and then in and then in the Giants game, uh, starts get you know like. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The team starts getting, like, the shit kicked out of him, and he's finally not, you know, he's not playing up the snuff. And the coach finally comes over and starts giving him some grief, and he immediately just like, no, 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 I'm not having it. I this is I, I, I can't be dealing with this right now, I, you know, like just because he's not he's not used to that he's not used to being the guy that is being relied on more often than not, and kind of I guess maybe wilt a little bit under the pressure. I don't know. Yeah. I maybe mean, this all falls under my theory of why I could be Albert Mack.
1: Well, he doesn't and if have. And it's a...
0: not Albert, and if it's not Albert Mack. I still say it's somebody in the secondary and probably somebody that is a first or second year player. My my, my theory is just somebody in the secondary, first or second year player who just got frustrated having to deal with a defensive coordinator.
1: Well, then you would have to say, uh, Johnny Patrick, uh, Johnny, if it's Johnny Patrick, he needs to shut the fuck up because yeah. he, he's terrible. So um, I don't think it would be Corey White because Spagnola went out of his way to uh, protect and praise Corey White when he was struggling and when he came around. I mean, Steve Spagnuolo even said, my history was when I've had a guy playing the nickel and he struggles, my tendency when he's a young guy is to to pull him out and put him back in and pull him out and put him back in. And I didn't do that with Corey because that was something that I realized didn't work. So we stuck with him and now he's coming around. So... It'd be really hard for me to believe, if Spagnola said that publicly about Corey White, that he would treat him shitty behind closed doors, and Corey White would go after Spagnola like that. So I don't think it would be him. So I don't, I, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that would kind of, that would sort of fly in the face of what the, of what the anonymous source said to Larry, that. That he's like a sort, almost a two-faced personality. That he has like this one, like he's nice to you, yeah, in public or something, but he's an asshole behind closed doors. It's like, why would he? It's uh, if he's an a like like, and again, this is a, this is us pretending that it's Corey White. If he's if he goes to the media and sort of you know takes some of the blame. For you and says, hey, I wasn't doing my job for him, but he came around and he's gotten better and all that good stuff. And he's sort of like, like not only taking some of the blame for your poor play, but then saying, you know, you came around and you've gotten better. Even if he's kind of like a borderline dick behind closed doors, he still like made it a point to be cool to you in print. So, you know, I maybe it's not You know, it's probably not Corey. And yeah. no. Albert Max theory, though,
1: man. Do you have another person you'd like to nominate and make a case for?
0: No. No. Yeah. I, 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 I can't. I mean, the only the only thing I can think of is it's got to be somebody on the defensive line, but but I can't see it being. uh I can't see it being Bonkley. Uh, I don't. I, I I don't know what kind of relationship the uh, Spagnola might have had with Will Smith. And, and and Will Smith's been around for so long. I I can't. I can't picture Will Smith doing that. Uh. Hmm.
1: Yeah. The only other person that that I'm gonna say it might have been. And I, did he he might have gone did he go on IOR? I can't remember. I my memory's so shitty. Is Will Herring maybe he's a guy because he would say you you uh you 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 yanked Shanley and you didn't play me, so go fuck yourself. I mean you know, that's a that's a guy, but he but he's another guy who should shut the fuck up because he ain't no world beater, you know?
0: Um Not a continent beater either. No.
1: Nah. So, uh, so yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it, it's probably, it's probably, if yeah, if I had to put money on it, I would just say Albert Mack because that's a, that's a, but then again, you know, they have sidelines are freaking chaotic and, and you know. The camera catches one fight. I'm sure there's other fights and y- screaming matches that they didn't catch. That you know, if if we caught another guy doing it, would be like, oh, it could be that guy too. But that's the one they caught. So um, well,
0: I mean, but you know, th- th- well, then okay, if it's not Albert Mack, then still maybe Albert Mack is one of those guys that the anonymous person is co- is yeah. referring to, saying that you know all all the guy you know guys back here are uh, not happy and want him out and they think he's like this and this and this and all that kind of stuff
1: yeah I mean it it to me it's got to be somebody it's just it just lends itself to somebody in the secondary because it seems to me on defense the defensive line and the linebackers didn't seem to have as much trouble grasping the scheme as the secondary but like you i'm no coach but that's just what it what my what my watch the game every week that's what it seemed to me that the secondary really struggled picking up the system so a secondary guy would be maybe more more frustrated than the defensive line of the linebackers because they are struggling to pick up the system but once again it's just it's just talk us talking out of our ass but that's what you get on this podcast um uh, can't talk. So, Kevin, the other big news with the Saints, and this is something that me and Andrew touched on and the more I thought about it, I think it's even more critical than me and Andrew thought it was and that and that's sort of because Car- Pete Carmichael interviewed with the Bears um, and you know, nola.com had today saying hey, Pete Carmichael and Cromer, their contracts are up. So, the thing is, <laughs> what's that? I'm just laughing. I'm well, just because laughing. here's here's wow. the here's a, here's the thing. Cromer gets the Bears job and I mean, oh, Carmichael gets the Bears job and he says to Cromer, "Hey, come with me and you can be my offensive coordinator. It's a step up for you. Let's go there together." And Sean Payton is suspended till February. So, the Saints Say what you want about Cromer as the interim coach, the interim interim coach or whatever, but Carmichael and Cromer are the two best assistant coaches I think the Saints have. And they'll be gone, and Sean Payton, if he doesn't get reinstated until after the Super Bowl, he'll have to fill two critical head coaching jobs offensive coordinator and offensive line slash running game coordinator. And he'll have to do it after every NFL team hires their head coach and fills out their staff. So he won't be able to make as good a hire uh, in February as he would right now. Um, So this is critical, Kevin. And I think Roger Goodell, by doing this, not only has burned the Saints' 2012 season to the ground – the two thousand thirteen season may be may very well be on fire already.
0: No, even even more reason, even more reason to hate that ginger cocksucker. <laughs> you know? I mean just I I, I it's 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 mind blowing. It's absolutely mind blowing. I don't give two fucks about tag boo making the ruling. Uh you know, it's, There was wrongdoing, but... I don't know, but we're pretty sure there was wrongdoing here. No, no, no. You didn't fucking have anything. Your investigation determined that that the commissioner overstepped his fucking bounds with the discipline, and yet, and yet, all the fucking punishments, you know, the punishments for the Saints still fucking stand, the team still gets docked the draft picks. The team still has, you know, the fucking fine. Uh, Loomis ain't going to get back those eight games. Vid ain't getting back those six games fucking reinstated or anything. Peyton's going to still have to sit out till fucking February. And you're right. I mean, Goodell went on his one-man crusade because he got – because and, and, and in all likelihood, it's probably because he got lied to. That was it. He probably just said, are you guys doing, are you guys doing this? Uh, no. Well, look, can you just knock it off? Yeah, sure. And then they didn't knock it off. And he just said, all right, fine. Fuck it. I'm coming down. And that's it. It, It's, 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 he's, he's, he's like a fucking drunk dad (laughs) who he's got his kid in the fucking, in the other room goofing off. And he just kind of like yells, hey, knock it off. And then the kid just kind of like keeps goofing around. So the dad finally stumbles up, uh knocks something over, grab takes his belt off, and just wallops on the fucking kid, completely overreacts, and that's it that's it that's the situation we got. Uh I like that that might be my favorite wearing a wife beater and uh with a uh (laughs) with a breakfast robe on.
1: That might be my favorite Goodell reference yet. Um but, Kevin, okay, here's the thing. Okay, okay, okay. I, 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 your, your, your analogy, your anger is spot on, and we all love it. So, but, but if you're the Saints, you have a, a problem here. You're, you're, like I said, your 2012 season is burned to the ground, and your 2013 season may, may, wear, may very well be on fire. So if you're the Saints… How do you try to rectify this situation? Because the NFL has mentioned, well, maybe, maybe we'll let him, maybe we'll reinstate him early. Do you try to publicly shame Goodell into readmitting him, or do you beg, or how do you go about trying to rectify this? What's the move?
0: I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what the fucking move is. If you're Mickey Loomis. You don't go. You send an underling. You send somebody that nobody fucking knows is connected to the New Orleans Saints. That works for you personally. Somebody that you absolutely fucking trust. You send them down to Walmart. You tell them to go to the cell. You tell them to go to the cell phone aisle. You buy a couple of prepaid phones that have X number of minutes on it, and you have somebody take the phone. By hand and deliver it to Sean Payton. You then start making phone calls to Sean Payton. You tell him, look, you may not be able to do anything interview wise. I'm fully reinstated. I can start doing things. Who do you who do you like? Who do you like? Let's let's just have a contingency right here. Also if the offensive coordinator leaves, who do you like? The defensive coordinator, if you do, you want to fire Spagnuolo, what, what are you thinking? And if we get rid of him, who do you like? You want me to bring Lovey Smith in as the D.C.? Do you want me to talk to him first, or is there somebody else you'd like me to talk to? Who do you like? And what sort of questions do you want me to ask? And then when that phone call is over, you take the phone and you smash it with a hammer <laughs> and you dump it in the Mississippi River. It's that simple. It's that fucking simple. That phone should be gone. That chip, the chip in the back of the phone, take it out, stomp on it. I've seen in a spy movies, you got to destroy the chip in the phone. You got to wipe the phone, the whole deal. You got to destroy the phone and spread it out in pieces in different places, the the the, the, the whole deal. There, there should be no evidence. There should be no video evidence of Mickey Loomis coming within a mile of a Walmart. Uh You know, Sean Payton should probably just go to, like, I don't know, a fucking taco stand. You know, hell, you know what? Meet up at Campus Connection. There you go. I just gave Dave a plug. You could have a meet up at Campus Connection and suddenly they could have some, like, weird code phrase like, yes, I'm here for the Wolf Pack uh, fan shorts because nobody, Dave A, doesn't fucking sell enough Loyola University merchandise. Shame on you, Dave. And two, who in their right effing mind is going to go buy Loyola Wolfpack shorts anyway? And I say that as, a, as an as an alumnus. So you get some clever phrase like that. You go in there, you swap phones or something, or you exchange the phone in between a uh, in between a clothes rack. You know, like one of those like eight-sided clothes racks that's made out of metal. That you know, when you're in the mall as a six-year-old, you go and you stand. Inside of them, you park the coats, you go and you hide in between them, and then your dad comes and yanks you out and, like, yells at you because you're, like, a little son of a bitch, like, causing trouble or whatever. It's those. Dave's got them filled in there, I think, last time I was there. So you go and you make the phone switch. Sean Payton leaves after maybe signing a couple of uh, uh, co-ed bras or whatnot. And... Uh, you know, the anonymous person makes some random purchase, like fills out a giant order for, I don't know, uh, shit, sport coats or whatever, or you know, doilies. I, 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 I don't know, like sneeze rags. I, I, I don't know, whatever. And then Dave, none the wiser, gets gets paid for the order. He just rings it up and he's just telling everybody, Wow, Sean Pate was in here. That was great and totally not suspicious in the least. <laughs> And then doesn't say it. To, it doesn't tell us in the slightest, and we're none the wiser. And we're totally happy because Sean Payton's got a phone, and he's feeding Loomis a couple of things that he wants. And then you know what? Mickey Loomis goes shopping. Mickey Loomis can can you know, based on what little he's what little contact he's had with Payton, makes a decision whether or not to keep Spagnuolo. Uh Then they have a plan in the pipe in case Carmichael decides to take the Bears job. And then they just react. They act from there. They don't even, like with the DC, they can actually act beforehand and then make a move. And then with Carmichael, they can then react. All done. All done now. To hell with Wade the next four weeks.
1: Uh, Kevin, that's your most bizarre, craziest, nonsensical, but it kind of made sense in the end when you tied it all together, rant that you've ever done. And yeah. it, 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 I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know how I'm fucking gonna do that in the write-up. I'm, it's just malls and cell phones and Dave and secrets. And, it need, I needed like James Bond music to play while you were doing Espionage. that. Espionage. Espionage. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of if you know, if the Saints have to wait until February, they are so fucked. I mean, I, I know you say, well, it, people will be like, oh, it doesn't matter. Sean Payton can run the offense. But when you get not as good assistance, it's more burden on Sean Payton, so it's bad. But if they go your route with a little espionage, I'm going to throw out a name here, and I think people are going to flip out uh, because they because they think it will be a terrible hire, but I think it will be a good one. Is, I think, say Todd Haley. No, no. Not <laughs> Todd Haley. I'm going to say uh, Tony Sperano. And I get, and I know, I know what you're thinking, Kevin. You're thinking he coached the dumpster fire that was the Jets. But let me, let me explain something to you. Asking somebody to coach the Jets offense with Mark Sanchez and do it well is like asking Emeril Lagasse to make you a great dinner with ingredients from the garbage. It's, it's just it's not going to happen. And I think Tony Sperano, Sean Payton, wanted to bring him from Dallas. And he couldn't because Bill Parcells wouldn't let him. I think Tony Sperano would be a really good offensive coordinator, or at the very least, doing what he did in Dallas, offensive coordinator slash run game coordinator would be a really good hire. But, Kevin, I don't know, even with his disaster of a tenure with the Jets, I don't think he'll be available in February if the Saints would have to wait. Yeah,
0: because there'll be guys that... Uh... There'll be guys that 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 take him. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm gonna throw a name out. If if, if we're gonna throw out if we're gonna throw out names that make the other guy uh want to slit his wrist, <laughs> oh, allow me to play this game.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: and I say this, I say this, knowing full well that that, that this could be like crossing the streams. Uh. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm leading up to it. I'm going to build. There are certain people in the league that have been coaches or that are coaches that shouldn't be coaches. Like, their ceiling is coordinator. There are people that are coordinators whose ceiling is a position coach. There are position coaches whose ceiling is really, well, we should have just been working in college. That's it. So, you get guys that go that get out of their out of their zone. Okay. And usually usually it corrects itself. You know, they get that one hire, they fail so miserably that they go back. In a couple of cases, in some very rare instances, you get guys that just continuously seem to fail up.
1: <laughs> fail up. Here it comes. I don't even I, the go ahead.
0: I, I think you know where I'm going.
1: I, I have no idea. I'm... Oh
0: well, the man I'm going with, that, uh, made Troy Aikman a Hall of Fame quarterback.
1: Oh no! Oh no! You did no! You're not. You the are man... hey, not the nuts.
0: man I'm going with. <laughs> the man I'm going with actually originally got the 49ers offense fixed going my myth. When Mike Nolan was still the head coach,
1: he did. I was there. I was working. I was working in Northern California then.
0: I mean, you were an eyewitness to
1: it. I was.
0: I am talking. I and this is a guy who should clearly never be burdened as a head coach, but should only be allowed to focus on an offense. I'm talking about none other than Norvell. Turner.
1: Turner. Yes, and and don't forget, he helped the Saints get an extra number one pick because he was the offensive coordinator in Miami when Ricky Williams ran for eighteen hundred yards.
0: There you look at that
1: extra goodness. I actually, I actually think that would be a tremendous hire. But I, I mean,
0: l- listen, it, 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 now the the clause in the contract that if I'm if I'm I, I don't know who if I'm whoever. Somebody has to work a clause in the contract saying that if Sean Payton is ever fired or leaves or spontaneously combusts uh, or decides to run off or, or decides to run off to Antigua with uh, and, and form a uh, and form a uh, triad with some with some polyamorous group of models <laughs> that in no way, shape, or form is Norv Turner ever allowed to be the head coach.
1: No. No,
0: just as long. I mean, that's the that's the only fear. Like that's it's it's like I'm saying. Oh, you can have this car. It's just you know, if you try and go into fourth gear with it, it'll absolutely fall apart, and then it's you'll actually have fall no out. car.
1: No, I'd rather right. have I'd rather have holog, hologram Sean Payton that Dave invented than Norv Turner as the Saints coach. I'd rather have the right. Sha- I'd rather have the Sean Payton do your job billboard. As the coach than Norv Turner, but
0: I'd rather have the Tupac hologram.
1: <laughs> but, but I mean, I gotta say, Norv as the offensive coordinator, he's everywhere he goes. When he's offensive coordinator, he's good. Um, the thing is though, Norv sort of runs the Don Coriel passing offense, not the Sean Payton multiple formation. You know this multiple arm formations. I mean, nobody kind of, there's no team really that runs sort of what the saints run. You know, they all have their iterations, but the saints sort of run their own thing. So it would be interesting, but I, I think, I think it'd be an interest. It'd be an interesting hire. And I think the thing is, I don't, I, I think, I think old oh, Norv is going to be a hot commodity. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I I think teams that are looking like teams that are wanting an offensive coordinator, like the Jets, and if the Cowboys make Jason Garrett hire somebody, I mean Norv's going to be at the top of the list, especially with the Cowboys because he's connected to them, uh, and I think right. I think I think he was like Jason Garrett's mentor, so that may be like a good fit. But he's a he's an interesting hire, um, you know. And it also depends. The thing is as you think about it Kevin you think oh that would be a that'd be a really great job every offensive coordinator every possible guy would want that because it could be a fast track to a head coaching job or if you're a failed head coach you go to the Saints they say oh he got he he, he led the Saints offense give him another shot but the thing is as a as a coach it depends on what Sean Payton's going to let you do is he going to let you call the plays like he did with Carmichael or is he going to take that back over and you're just going to be like quarterback coach and offensive coordinator, but on game day, Sean Payton's going to call the plays. So I really think it depends on what Sean Payton's going to let them do to see what kind of name they get. But I don't see really anybody on the stat. Well, I guess they could make. I guess they could make. They could. I guess they could move up Lombardi if it went that way. You know, he's a pretty. I think he's a pretty well respected guy. But that. But if if Cromer and Carmichael Lee, They still got to fill one spot. They can't move everybody up. So, you know, they're going to have to make at least one hire, wouldn't you think, Kevin? From outside.
0: Yeah, and and you know what? Here, while we're talking personnel, I I don't know who the wide receivers coach is, but uh, that position Henry needs Ellard. to be looked
1: at. Henry Ellard is the wide receiver coach. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say. I mean, they had a lot of regression. I I think. I think you know uh, Curtis Martin. Uh, uh, no, no, Curtis Johnson. Curtis Martin. Curtis Johnson was, you know, he was a hell of a he was a hell of a wide receiver coach, and I think he's going to be a hell. I've said it before. I think he's going to get Tulane winning. Tulane is just toxic right now, and it's a lot of cleanup. Um, so yeah, I, the thing is though, like we said, you know, if you fire. If you fire a wide receiver coach, that's the second wide. Re- that's that's your that's your that's gonna be your third wide receiver coach in two years. If you hire fire Spagnola, and you go coordinator, that's your fourth coordinator in eight years. You know, so then how how difficult does it become to hire a coordinator? Because look, everybody bags on Greg Williams now, but when they they when they got him Kevin three four years ago now, we were pumped and he was a. He was the guy that everybody wanted. Other teams, Sean Payton had to kick in some of his own money to get him. So, if does, does that sort of put a mark on the Saints where they're like, "Shit, Greg Williams goes through defensive coordinators like Donald Trump goes through wives." I mean, it becomes sort of a sort of a stay away where before it was a good job to have. Now maybe it becomes one with a red flag.
0: Uh, I I. I mean, I don't know. I mean, some guys just depends on how desperate you are. I mean, take somebody, take somebody like uh, like a Lovey Smith, and I'll even throw in like a Romeo Cornell, guys that got shit canned, and guys that may not get another head coaching gig. I mean, Romeo Cornell is one of those guys that coordinator should be a ceiling, and that's it. But you know, if, if it's like you wanna, you wanna rebuild your, your resume and make it look good again, hey, go on a team where you don't have to, where you don't have to worry about the offense, you just focus on the defense and that's it, and then you can kind of just worry about coaching them up, and that's the only thing you have to focus on, is your specialty. Why not take a chance? Because, because the offense is good enough the offense is good enough to make the team succeed overall, and if the team succeeds overall, some of that good vibe will rub off on you. And if the defense actually looks good, more vi- more good vibe will rub off on you. And maybe you can spin that into a head coaching gig, or maybe you can just spin that into, uh, you know, more respect and better, uh, better opinions of uh, of you because, you know, that that shit does matter. Adds well, up in
1: the end. Yeah, well, give All right, well, make me a as we get out of here, Kevin. Uh we'll we'll, we'll go over playoff we'll go over playoff picks, but final question, uh Spagnolo, do you think he's back and uh Carmichael and Cromer, do you think they're back as well? I could see
0: I, I honestly could see Carmichael Taking the job, uh, I I, I kind of don't see Cromer leaving for whatever reason. It's just like just that's the vibe I've got at the moment. Um, Spagnuolo, I, I I I'm a complete blank slate on that. I have no no vibe, no no tea leaves in front of me to read. Uh, if I had to guess. I would say may, he's probably gone, just because the players are revolting. But it, it'll come down to what Sean Payton ultimately says. If, he, if Sean Payton comes back and decides I want to give him another year, then he's going to stay, and I'll be fine with that. If he wants to kick him to the curb and bring in somebody else, I'd also be fine with that.
1: Yeah, I just I was I I, I was thinking that they were going to bring going to bring him back. Now with the player revolt, I'm not – I still think – I I still think Spagnola is going to th- – I still think Spagnola is going to be back. I still think Spagnola is going to be back. And my sense is I don't think – I think Pete Carmichael, he sort of has that Tony Dungy, low, low-key personality. I think it's going to take a while for him to get a head coaching job because I don't think he has that outsized, boisterous personality. And that – it shouldn't matter necessarily because you don't have to be a yell, scream, rah rah type guy to be a good head coach or at least deserve a shot. Hell, I mean, look at, look at the bad head coaches that have gotten shots. But I think it might take him a little bit longer before he gets a head coaching job. So I'm going to say they're all. I'm going to say every, I'm going to say everybody's going to be back. Um, Kevin, let's get to the playoffs. Uh, the Saints aren't in it. So what my attitude is whenever the Saints aren't in the playoffs. It doesn't matter who wins the Super Bowl as long as Atlanta doesn't. I know every Saints fan, if you're, if you're a diehard Saints fan, you, you're obviously going to be rooting for Atlanta, against Atlanta next week. But this week, Kevin, in the NFC, who's the team you think most likely can beat Atlanta? I say if Christian Ponder goes to Green Bay and wins, there ain't no way on God's green earth he's winning He's winning two straight road playoff games in a row. Uh, so he's not going to go to Green Bay and win and then go to Atlanta and win. So I'm rooting for Green Bay because I think either Seattle or Washington has a better chance of beating Atlanta, Seattle especially. And as a bonus, if Seattle... Can get to the can go to Atlanta and win. I think that makes Pete Carroll officially a better coach than Nick Saban, and it makes Nick Saban more likely to leave Alabama and go to the NFL. Which to me is a win-win: to watch Atlanta lose and watch Alabama lose Nick Saban. So that's what I'm going to be rooting for this weekend. Uh, what's your thoughts on the playoffs? That's that's I
0: I like that you managed to tie it into some LSU love, which is yeah. great. Um I, oh man, I, 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 find myself, you know, like I find myself rooting out of the NFC for Washington just, you, you know, cause like I wrote my, uh, in my, uh, haters, haters, power rankings, you know, I, I, I like RG three. I just, I really like what he does. Uh, Seattle, kind of the same thing. Like Russell Wilson, is he's, he's just kind of like an infectious guy. He's it, it also helps that I feel that he gets ignored uh from the east coast and doesn't get enough uh doesn't get enough love. I mean, I felt like if he played I feel like if he played even for the Dolphins and if the Dolphins were somewhat okay, like if the Dolphins were competitive and he was a quarterback doing the same stuff. He'd be getting much more uh, rookie of the year talk. Like there'd be talk of him, yeah. you know, probably winning rookie of the year. Uh, I'm sure there'd probably be some people even throwing his name around for MVP because there are people that do that with RG3. And it's like, I like RG3. I just don't know if he's MVP material. Uh, yeah. So it is. It, I tell you what. Whoever wins between Luck and Russell Wilson, that's the team that I'm going to root for in the NFC to come through. Uh, the AFC, uh, it's kind of like anybody but New England, really.
1: Yeah, Texas have collapsed. I mean,
0: I mean, they're, they're, I mean the free. AFC is just wide open for me. It's like well, Houston goes, it's like, okay. Houston's not Houston, going to win this weekend. Right. Well, oh, I don't know about not winning this weekend. I mean, they got, I mean, it's like they're hosting the game. I could see them winning because they're hosting the game. Well, I, I, I could see Cincinnati sort of blowing up.
1: Well, I, that's possible when you have Marvin Lewis and, and, uh, and they've been no great chase in the playoffs under him. But the thing is with the Texans, their fans are gripping hard. And I think they, of all the playoff teams, they desperately need a good start because if, Texans start slow. I think their fans may turn on them, even though it's a playoff game. Uh, Because Kevin, they were twelve. They were twelve and one. Now they're twelve and four. So I think they don't
0: make this about don't make this about losing the last three games of the regular season. Because yeah, uh, history has proven that that doesn't necessarily.
1: But I would also say the Saint in the Saints in two thousand nine, they lost their last two. And forfeited the third one. The Saints didn't go into okay. Carolina and okay. win that game to get home field and lay an egg, you know. So I think it's I think it's, a, I think it's a, a lot different. And I just I just see I I just see Houston losing on Saturday, but I've, I'm wrong about a lot of things. So.
0: And, and and who's who's the other game? I know it's it's not Denver and it's not New, it's not New England. It's uh, Baltimore and
1: uh. It's, it's you got you got uh Houston. You got Houston, Cincinnati, Saturday, Green Bay, Minnesota, Saturday night, Indianapolis, Baltimore, Sunday, and then you got Redskins, Redskins, Seahawks, 3 o'clock Sunday.
0: And it's Baltimore at Indy?
1: No, it's Indy at Baltimore.
0: Indy at Baltimore. I tell you what, part of me, that's that's a tough one because, uh, listen, I'm a guy who at his heart, I love a good story. I love a good story. So I probably would root for uh Andy uh, for uh Andrew Luck. I call him Andy. Andrew yeah. Luck and and the the, the Pagano factor rooting, and all that kind of
1: stuff. I'm rooting for it. Yeah. I
0: was, i, I is, is there a scenario in which we could get the Colts against the Broncos in the AFC championship game?
1: Well, you would get you would get the Colts you would get the Colts against the Broncos. You could you could conceivably get the Colts versus the Broncos uh, in round two if, let's see, if, 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 te- if the Texans would win and the Colts would win, you would have Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, second round, and you would have New England Texans second round so if yeah so you could you couldn't it wouldn't be afc championship but it would be you could have it second round i thought
0: it was the lowest seed i thought it was the lowest seed
1: first the highest seed so indianapolis is five so if they would win
0: so then wouldn't they go then to New England?
1: No, they would go to Denver because Denver's the first. Oh, because
0: Denver's the top seed. Denver's,
1: shit, the, one, I, Denver's the, the one Denver. seed, and Cincinnati's the sixth. So you would need the Texans to win, and that would send the Texans to New England. So you, you'd need to root for the Texans and the Colts, which would be interesting. I, I just
0: think. Well, well, no, 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 wait. We wouldn't have to root for Cincinnati
1: to win? No, you have to root so for the
0: Texans.
1: Cincinnati would go to the Broncos? No, you'd have to root for. Yeah, you'd have to. root Cincinnati would go to the Broncos, and then if, okay. the, if the Colts would win, they would go to New England.
0: Okay. Well, well then, well then we sorted this whole thing out. Then I know. I'm rooting for Cincinnati, and I'm rooting for the Colts, and then on the other side, uh, I'm rooting for the Packers because I sure because like you said, I can't buy the Vikings winning two road games in a row. And whoever wins uh, between the Skins and, and Seattle, that'll be that's my my pick to to win. That's who I want to win the NFC.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, uh, we know who to root for. Uh, it all it all boils down to what is the worst case scenario for Atlanta, and that's as a Saints fan, that's what I'm rooting for. Uh, but Kevin, thanks for joining us. Uh, for MIA, Dave Cariello. I'm Ralph Marlborough for Kevin Held. Uh, So long, and be safe, and we will talk to you next week. Get some Wolfpack merchandise, Dave.